The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Chairs No Waiting, episode number 775. Ellie comes to town. Two Chairs No Waiting is brought to you each week by the folks over at WeaversDepartmentStore.com. Drop over at Weavers. It's got some really cool new things over there like Mom, Dad, Me, and Classic TV by Peter Ackerman. Uh, He is uh, the son of our very own Eleanor Donahue. And not only do you get the book, but it's signed as well by Peter, so check it out. We've also got the Mayberry Classic flag t-shirts in both long and short sleeve, as well as these cool denim shirts with a Mayberry squad car embroidered on them and the Gilligan's Island shirts. Hey, I know they're not they're not actually Mayberry, but Gilligan's Island, hey, Bob Denver was dud. I've talked fast with my music. We can head over to weaversdepartmentstore.com and check it out. Two Chairs No Waiting is also brought to you by donations from listeners just like you. The executive producer of episode number 775 is Scott Ernest, and the Patreon patron of the week is Dennis Kaufman. Hello, everybody. I am Alan Newsom, the host of Two Chairs No Waiting, and I say it all the time. I am so happy to be here in Mayberry with you and just talk about the Andy Griffith Show and all the things connected around and with it. It is, uh, it's just so much fun to uh, spend some time visiting every week here on this podcast uh, and sharing things that I've learned, things that I know about, uh, you know, just... I always think everybody already knows all this stuff, so I always feel like I'm, I don't know, preaching to the choir, but I think this is great. So this week, we're going to be talking about uh, Ellie Comes to Town. All right, so that's going to be our main focus. I should have I should have gotten the Ellie music for the background music, but I don't have it, so we're just going to play some background music that's kind of nice. We'll do this one. There we go. A little bit of just background music just to make it sound better while I'm just talking the whole time. So, guys, this is Ellie Comes to Town. Uh, you guys, I'm sure, know this episode. Uh, the The plot summary is basically, you know, some an outsider, a new person comes to town, and it's uh, Eleanor Ellie. Uh, Ellie Walker comes to town. She, uh, she's uh, uh, she, she arrives to help her uncle work there working there at uh, Walker's drugstore. Uh, before long, she's faced with, you know, you know, having to take care of people in Mayberry the way Mayberry people do, like, you know, hypochondriacs and everything like that. So that's what we're going to be talking about, going to a little bit of the plot here. That's that's kind of a summary of it, but a little bit more of the plot uh, is, you know, Ellie comes to town, and uh, she's there to help out her Uncle Fred Walker, she run the drugstore while he's not feeling too well. He's not feeling great. So Ellie is fresh out of pharmacy school. Uh, she has a PhD. So Andy calls her pharmacy gal, by the way. And uh, she's a very by-the-book kind of pharmacist. 
And when Emma comes into the store wanting to get her pills, but she doesn't have a prescription, Ellie won't give them to her. Y'all remember all this, right? Ellie reports this to Andy. Uh, as I mean, Emma does. And reports it to Andy as though she was being murdered. I want to report a murder. Oh, who? Mine. Well, Emma. <laughs> anyway, she, she reports it to Andy, and Andy tries to get Ellie to give Emma the pills that she wants. You know, you know, but but Ellie insists that uh, the rules want, that she's sworn to follow have to be followed. She can't do that. Well, Emma develops all kinds of symptoms that indicate that she's going downhill fast. <laughs> Remember, everybody starts bringing her food and all this kind of stuff because she's just, she's going downhill. She's not going to make it. Well, eventually, Ellie, Miss Walker, Ellie Walker, gives in and brings her some soup with her pills and everything. Uh, matter of fact, the door, and she says, oh my, I hope that's not more soup. And uh, <laughs> Eleanor uh Emma does. And so Ellie finally she gives her her pills and and Emma pays her 10 cents by the way for the pills. And uh Andy basically to end the show kind of comments to Ellie about coming around that she came around to it. But Ellie tells Andy that the pills are nothing more than a placebo. They're just sugar pills. And all those elements are really just in Emma's mind. So there was never any problem and that's why her uncle had been selling her these pills that are a miracle drug that only cost 10 cents for all these years so so there we go that's kind of the actual plot of the show uh, we all know that we're all mayberry fans i'm sure you've all seen it uh, so ellie comes to town is the sixth episode filmed but it's the fourth episode aired. So it aired as only the fourth episode of the Andy Griffith Show. So uh, other episodes that are hitting us here in these first six episodes, because I've been doing them in filmed order, not aired order. So we're, we're talking about them in that order. Uh, so keep that in mind that this episode actually aired before some of them we've already talked about. Okay. Uh, now, if you want to know, where that kind of information is, you can head over to Mayberry.info. And when you get there, there's an episode guide. If you click on episode guide, it'll take you to a page that's got all the episodes and you can click a link at the top for season one, season two, season three, or you can just scroll down and you'll see all the episodes for the 1960 through 1961 season number one. That's what we're still talking about. And they're listed in filmed order, but it also shows you the aired order. So you can see that uh, while Ellie Comes to Town was aired right after the guitar player, it was not filmed right after the guard guitar player so they showed the episodes in a different order than what they filmed them in i don't know who made those decisions or why they did it but they did and so this is one of the cases where that happened uh now this episode aired on uh october the 24th 1960 so it was october the 24th 1960 the writers were jack ellison and charles stewart and the director was John Weiss. Okay, John Weiss. Weiss. Never do say his name right. But it's W-E-I-S. Weiss. 
All right, so that's uh, that's a little bit of background about the episode itself. So now we've got, uh, basically, we're going to talk about some odd facts known by few. So these are the things that happened during the episode that you may or may not be completely aware of. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think you're going to remember these things uh, in general. So we, we do have a correction right off early in this episode, okay? So in the last few episodes, I've been telling you that the... Squad Car's tag number was normally JL327. That's true. That's 100% true. But what I have been reporting is that the other tag license plate number that we see on the Squad Car, DC269, was only seen on three episodes. Well, I was corrected by my friend Spirit Walker. Spirit Walker wrote to me and had this to say. I want to read this note because it, I really appreciate this correction. He said, you mentioned that uh, this episode, talking about last week's episode, was the third in which the squad car had the tag DC-269. You mentioned the three were, as Ellie comes to town, which is this episode, Andy the Matchmaker, and Opie's Charity. However, there are four episodes, not just three, that display the DC-269 tag number on the squad car. The last one is episode, A Feud is a Feud. Uh, You'll find all this information, by the way. (laughs) He he, uh, gave me a hard time about a little bit. In his book, uh, it's the the Mayberry Rerun Watchers Guide, Season 1. You can get these at Weavers, so head over to Weavers and check them out. You can get them there. And it's definitely worth going to get. And this information is in there. And Spirit Walker, thank you so much for the correction. And I have gone into our websites at uh, Mayberry.info and made those corrections there as well. So now, now we've got that corrected. And uh, it's, uh, it's a cool thing to know. So DC269 was in four different episodes of the Andy Griffith Show. And that's our very first odd fact known by a few. It was it was Opie's charity, Ellie comes to town. This episode, uh, Andy the matchmaker, and a feud is a feud. Okay, so we got it. All right. So thank you again, Spirit Walker, for correcting us on that. So the key to the drugstore was hidden above the door. Y'all remember that? Uh, Andy reached by and picked it up. Uh, hopefully, the passersby didn't see Andy getting it off of the top of the uh, door frame because that's where the key to the drugstore was hidden. <laughs> Mayberry's an awesome place, isn't it? Uh, so, people hide the keys to their businesses uh, above the door frame. Uh, wow. Wow, things were great back then, I'll tell you. So, uh, that's, uh, that's where it was. Uh, let's see. Next up, the drugstore has a display window that you can see from the outside. When Ellie comes up and is uh, trying to get Barney to uh, stop, because she she realizes somebody is in the drugstore, so she tries to get Barney, officer, officer, there's somebody robbing the store. When she's doing that, there is a display outside, a window display, that is uh, for the drugstore. But if you pay attention, uh, the inside of the drugstore there is no windows. There's no way to access that window to be able to do the display. So it is possible, I suppose, that you actually open the windows from the outside somehow and, and do the display. 
But uh, that's just something you might want to notice that uh, the drugstore has a display window that you can see from the outside, uh, but there's no corresponding window inside the drugstore. So be watching for that. Kind of a cool thing to notice. All right. So uh, after all that happens, Andy goes in or Ellie comes in. They find out Andy is not a criminal. He's the sheriff. Barney almost shot his own sheriff. So the next odd fact that we find out is Andy is adding up Aunt B's bill for her per, her uh, toilet water perfume. And we find out, he, he says that the bill is $3.23. But when you look at the cash register, when he rings it up, if you can read the cash registers, this was an old cash register, uh, National Cash Register Company, I believe is what's the name of the place. It, it, Actually, Spirit Walker's book tells you that answer. So you're not getting everything from me. Buy the books. Because <laughs> I, I actually refer to about three or four different books and websites and stuff to come up with a lot of this information. So definitely encourage you to, to pick them up because they're fun to have. Anyway, so he, he says it's $3.23, but he only rings up $1.23 on the register. Now, when you're looking at it, some people thought it was $3.21, because when you look at it uh, from the customer side, the dollars are on the far right and the cents are on the far left. So you read it from right to left. So it would be $1.20 and 3 so it's not $3.20 and one. So some people thought it was $3.21, but it's actually $1.23 is what he rang up. Or let's just guess this, because I have used some of these old cash registers like this. Uh, it could not work correctly. It could be that when you punch in the numbers, that the little things that pop up to show you how much it is, uh, it just didn't work right. That's possible. Let's go with that one. That way Andy didn't make a mistake. Surely he can tell the difference between a three and a one. So <laughs> anyway, so very neat uh, little piece of trivia for you if you uh, if you enjoy that kind of stuff. So be watching for that. He says three dollars and twenty three cents, but he only rings up a dollar and twenty three cents. So Aunt B got a really good deal, and Ellie was standing right there. I mean, she should have caught that. She went to pharmacy school, according to her diploma. Ellie graduated from Bernard College. We see it right there on the wall. She hangs it up so we can see it. It's uh, Bernard University, uh, actually, I believe. Uh, at least the one below it where, yeah, yeah, Bernard University, not college. Uh, Ellie's degree was PhD, and, and that's an actual pharmacy degree. Uh, for example, uh, one of our contributors looked up the University of Mississippi, which has a, a pharmacy school. They originally conferred two different kinds of degrees, a Bachelor of Pharmacy, which was a PHB, and a Graduate of Pharmacy, which was a PHG, which is what Ellie had. Both degrees were awarded to students who had completed at least the two-year curriculum. Uh, students who had the four years of experience in pharmacy practice were awarded a PHG. Uh, all the students were required to complete 864 hours of lectures and 936 hours of laboratory work. So, wow, that's way more information than you'll ever remember. Main thing is, it's a real type of degree, PhD. Now, if you notice on it as well, her name is Eleanor Walker. It's printed right there on the, on the uh, degree that she's hanging on the wall. And she's, it's spelled Eleanor as... 
as Eleanor Donahue spells Eleanor. Okay, so her stage name, Eleanor, is spelled in that way, Eleanor. Uh, it's different than the normal way of spelling. It's E-L-I-N-O-R, Eleanor. Eleanor. So anyway, this is a little another bit of trivia for you there. So, uh, yeah, and as I said, her degree bears the fictitious name of Bernard University. It's not a real university. Uh, let's see. Emma comes into the into the store, if you'll remember there, and is mad at Andy because Andy's not going to make her, uh, at some point later, uh, give her the... Uh, give her the... Uh, the pills but uh before that when ellen when she's in there you'll see a sign on the wall this is best places to see anyway on the wall of the pharmacy that's supposed to say enlargements uh i think it says i can't read it two to four hours i can't three to four hours deliverable developing and printing okay that's what it says so you can get enlargements but uh if you look at the sign, if you can spell, unlike myself, I would have never noticed this. The word enlargement is actually misspelled on the shelving. And it actually, sign actually says enlargements. The N, the, it's E-N-L-A-R-G-M-E-N-T-S. It's not enlarge. It's enlarg. Enlargements. 24-hour developing and printing. That's what it says. 24, not two to four. 24-hour developing and printing. Uh, the second E in enlargements is missing. So that's what's missing. Uh, the sign was uh, eventually corrected by the episode The Horse Trader. Somebody noticed it and made a new sign and fixed the spelling. So there's you a little bit more trivia. Okay. Uh, Emma, uh, we'll go, go back to this later, but she actually told Andy because she's mad at him. Uh, she said, and, and I voted for you in the last election. She says that. Uh, at, uh, uh, at some point, uh, Opie comes into the, to the place, and Ellie's being nice to him and offers him a ice cream. Do you remember that part? So when, <laughs> when Opie gets offered the ice cream, he, he doesn't have any money, but Ellie says she'll just give it to him, basically, on the house. Uh, so this is a little bit of trivia for you. It's not really ice cream that she hands to Ron Howard. So when Ron Howard, Opie, is given the ice cream, it is actually mashed potatoes <laughs> on an ice cream cone. Ice cream is, made, is really mashed potatoes. Well, the problem was the lights were too hot, so it would make the ice cream melt too quickly, and they had to shoot the scenes, and you know that it was multiple takes of this same shot, so it's different angles and everything, so the ice cream would melt. So they used uh, mashed potatoes to represent ice cream. So there you go. Ah. And if you'll notice, Opie never licks the ice cream. He doesn't lick it. He just leaves and thanks her for it. He goes out. Uh, if I remember correctly, Ron Howard has talked about this in the past, and how disappointed he actually was because he thought he was going to be getting ice cream during this scene. So anyway, that's uh, I think that's a fun story. 
Uh, but I remember reading that or hearing him tell that story. It very well may be in his book, The Boys, that I heard it, or it could have been an interview. But uh, he was excited and ends up with smashed potatoes. Mm, can you imagine as a little boy, you're being given, or a little child, if you're not a boy, you can't really imagine maybe, but uh, being handed what's supposed to be ice cream and smashed potatoes. Oh, that's terrible. Anyway. Uh, let's see what else happens. Uh, oh, in this episode, I know you know, remember this. I know you do. Uh, this is the first time we ever see Barney uh, trying to recite from memory the sheriff's rules. Well, it's the only time I guess we see the sheriff's rules. But uh, this concept is later revisited in the episode Opie's Ill-Gotten Gang. It's, except in that episode, they do the preamble to the Constitution. Of course, Barney, he can't remember a word of it. Andy has to keep, you know, we, 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 we. <clears throat> give, give me the next word. The. We, the. <clears throat> we, the. You know, that whole story. Awesome bit that uh, Don Knotts came up with uh, for this episode and tried it out and they decided to keep it in. It has nothing to do with the episode whatsoever. Doesn't really do anything, but it was just great comedy between andy and don knotts a great scene so this is where that happens so if you if you can't remember what episode that's in it's because it's not really tied to the episode but it's definitely something you might want to <laughs> check out and be able to remember all right so another little bit that i think is really funny in this happens a little bit later barney and andy are trying to figure out how to make ellie give emma her pills remember that well, they come up with, uh, Barney finds out, oh, he finds out Wilson versus Thorpe Pharmacy. Uh, it's a fictitious lawsuit that's mentioned. And, <laughs> and Barney reads, I'm going to read it. Uh, Wilson sues Thorpe for refusing to sell him arsenic to kill rats in his cellar. Pharmacist Thorpe claimed arsenic would be dangerous to Wilson's personal safety as Wilson was not a responsible person. Wilson, however proved beyond any doubt that he was safe and responsible and won the case and purchased his arsenic on Tuesday, May 4th. He was buried Friday, May 7th. <laughs> oh, that was so awesome. Oh, that was so funny. He was buried May 7th. Oh, what a great, that was just a great little bit they did there. All right, so i uh, got to get this wrapped up so we can move on to some more fun stuff. Uh, as the uh, as we see Emma, I don't think I... Uh, I had some pictures I'm showing in the live show or in the video version, so you see it. Emma's house in this episode is right in town because they go to Emma's house, and you actually see Andy coming out of Emma, Emma's house at the end. Uh, and it's really like uh, two doors down from Andy's house is for the houses that they're using. Okay, so uh, so Emma lives in town where just a couple of episodes, the manhunt, the first episode, uh, Emma's house was out in the country somewhere. It was it was out near the lake or something. It was out that way because uh, remember Andy Barney went out there and uh, told him not to mention that his boat was down by the river or down by the lake. Uh, so anyway, she lives in town now. So maybe, I don't know, maybe Emma has two houses. But anyway. All right, so uh, the last thing I'll mention, and I know this is uh, just news that we all know, Eleanor Donahue played Betty, Princess Anderson, Betty Anderson, 
from 1954 to 1960 on the classic sitcom Father Knows Best. And uh, wow, that's uh, that that was a great series. She was amazing on that. She also played uh, Felix Unger's girlfriend, Miriam Welby, on The Odd Couple from seasons two through five as well. So. Of course, we know a lot about Miss Donahue. She's a wonderful lady. Her son is often in our chat room with us and visiting with us. And uh, we get to hear from him fairly often. He uh, He's called in and written into the show, and I, I really appreciate that. And uh, he has his new book, uh, Mentions at Weavers. He actually has signed copies of it that you can get. Mom, Dad, Me, and Classic TV. It's really cool. It says, uh, Growing Up with Classic Television's Harry Ackerman and Eleanor Donahue. It's by Peter Ackerman. So uh, definitely something you might enjoy picking up uh, and enjoy that. All right. So that is Ellie Comes to Town. And uh, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's got to be one of the it's, – it's, it's a classic television episode of The Andy Griffith Show. I love it. I love some of the great skits and scenes seen in it. And wow, they're great. All right, guys, so we've got some news for you for some more Mayberry events, and Floyd is going to deliver it. So, Floyd, uh, take it away. Oh, man. Oh, this year is a busy one. Oh, it is busy. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah, there's events happening all over the place. Oh, one of them that's coming up pretty soon here is, let's see, there's one in, oh, it's in May. May the 8th through the 10th. It's called the Mayberry Retreat. Oh, and it's hosted by author uh, Randy Turner. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, he's a good guy. You only hear him. Yeah. It's going to be held at the beautiful Saunder Heritage Inn in Archibald, uh, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like I'd like to go there. That'd be fun to go to. Oh, special guest this year is going to be David Browning. David. Oh, David Browning. He portrayed the Mayberry deputy for years and delighted crowds at Mayberry events. Oh, but he's going to be there as himself telling stories and, uh, and interviewed by Randy. Oh, it'll be big. Oh, and, and also they're, uh, they're going to have a musical guest, Tim White. Uh, he was, uh, oh, he's a good one. He's been at Mayberry Days for years with both uh, Troublesome Hollow and before that, the VW Boys. Oh, he, oh, and he's a huge fan. Oh, come out and see us. It should be a low-key weekend, May the 8th through the 10th. Oh, the Mayberry Treat. Uh, you can find out information about it by going to mayberrybooks.com slash mayberryretreat. <laughs> oh, I think, you know, I think I just might go there myself. I think I might. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah I want to do that. <laughs> uh, thank you, Floyd. Thank you uh, for uh, giving us that little report. Guys, there's all kinds of cool stuff going on in and around Mayberry. You can head over to imayberry.com and click on the event calendar and you'll find out all the different events that are going on over there uh there's there's events coming up fairly soon we've been kind of covering them here on the podcast uh and there's also events uh coming up a little bit later in the year that you might want to go ahead and start be you know taking uh taking action to uh, maybe go to them one of them is the 12th annual Mayberry Meetup in Mount Airy, North Carolina. All the information is currently in a Facebook event, but it will it'll all be posted on the event calendar there at imayberry.com uh, very soon if it's not already there. So go and check out the uh, 12th annual Mayberry Meetup. It's coming up in 
the 19th through the 20th of July uh, in Mount Airy, North Carolina. Now, if you're not in the Mount Airy, North Carolina area, and you want something to do that same weekend, that weekend of uh, Ju- July the 20th and 21st, there is a great event coming up. Uh, now, this is not in the normal area. This is really cool. This is over in Macon, uh, Missouri. They're having a great event over there to celebrate Don Knotts' 100th birthday. Uh, it's going to be at the Royal Theater there in Macon, and it's sponsored by the Blood Brothers chapter of the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club. It's going to have Sean Dietrich will be there. Now, he's Sean of the South. If you don't know who he is, shame on you. You need to find out about Sean. Huge Mayberry fan and somebody you'd want to meet if you haven't. And Randy Turner will be there as well. Uh, so mark your calendars. It's going to be on that Sunday, July the 21st, out in Macon, Missouri. So uh, the event information is on the event calendar at imayberry.com. So July 21st. So if you're in the Mount Airy area and you want to come see us in Mount Airy at the Mayberry Meetup, we'd love to have you. That's the 19th and 20th. I don't think you can do those and then make it to Missouri. <laughs> so pick the one you're closer to and maybe you'll want to go to those. So, all right. So that's uh, definitely something I want to encourage people to be thinking about. I'm sure Floyd will be telling us more about those uh, coming up in episodes in the future. But that is what we have right now. So let's head now to a little bit of trivia. Is everybody ready? Get our trivia music from the VW Boys. There you go. The Mockingbird is what this is, by the way. So we have some more trivia by Paul Mulick. And we want to thank Paul Mulick so much for sending these in. Now, this week's topic for our trivia is birthdays. Okay, it's birthdays. And there are uh, nine questions. Let's see. How am I going to pull this one? Uh, so I think we're going to do... Yeah, there's two parts on this first. So the first ones are going to be one through five. Yeah, we'll just do one through five this week. Yeah, all right. So we'll do one through five, and we've got four questions next week. Maybe we can come up with a tenth one. <laughs> all right, here we go. Five questions, and one of them has a two-parter. Okay. All right, so here we go. You ready? Let's see if our chat room's ready. Our chat room is folks that are from... Uh, all over the place. I mean, we have people from uh, Okinawa. We have people all over the place. We've had Ireland. Uh, people all over the country uh, are in there. So we would love to have you. You can join us at live.twochairsnowaiting.com on any Monday night at 8 p.m. Pretty much every Monday night I record at 8 p.m. I record the show. And there's tons of people in there. There's 34 in the main chat room. We've got... I don't know, about 5 or 10 or 15 over in the YouTube chat room and folks over on Facebook as well. So here comes the question. Question number one. Who said birthdays are just for children? Who said birthdays are just for children? Mm, That's hard. I wouldn't have got this. I don't think I'd know this. Okay. On the Andy Griffith Show, I should say. Maybe that helps you. Who said birthdays are just for children? Okay, go ahead and give your guess. Uh, there's no no problem guessing on this one. The answer of who said birthdays are just for children is Aunt B. Aunt B said it. All right, question number two. Now you got two points possible. Two points possible on this one. Okay. Barney once read aloud from a newspaper article or from a news article 
about someone in Mayberry who bought his boy a brand new car for his birthday. Part one would be who bought the car. And part two is how old was the boy? Okay. So there's two parts to this question. Barney once read aloud from a newspaper article about someone in Mayberry who bought his boy a brand new car for his birthday. Oh, so who bought the car and how old was the boy? It's two parts. <laughs> how old is... Yeah, so I, I'm having to be careful. I'll just go ahead and tell you it's a his. Who, it's his. Who bought the car and... How old was his boy? So, okay, that, that narrows down. It was a guy that bought the car. Does that help you? <laughs> Barney once read from a newspaper article uh, that someone in Mayberry had bought his boy a brand new car for his birthday. Oh, that's nice. So who bought the car? And how old is his boy anyway? <laughs> All right, so here's the answer. So Barney read, read about the car. Somebody brought the car. Who bought the car? So he read that Earl Pike bought his boy a car. How old is his boy anyway? So Earl Pike's the first one. He's 57, isn't he? <laughs> That's the second one. So it's Earl Pike and 57. How did you do? Chat room's doing pretty good. Earl Pike and 57. Good job. All right, so there's two points you got if you got that one. Uh, oh, this one's worth two points, too. This one, oh, boy. I mean, we've got lots of points available. All right, so this is also worth two points. Question number three. There's two answers. What expensive gifts does Arnold Winkler hope to get for his birthday? There's two of them. Okay, he... What expensive gifts does Arnold Winkler hope to get for his birthday? There's two possible answers. So you can uh, you can guess your answers and try to get them. This is question three. So I ought to cut it off at four because you get you're getting a lot of questions here. I think we will. We'll cut it off at four and do five, six, seven, eight, and nine next week. Okay. All right. So two possible questions. So here's the answers. What expensive gifts does Arnold Winkler hope to get for his birthday? The answers. And wow, folks in the chat room are getting this. The answers are a boat or a pony. A boat or a pony. Good job, chat room. My goodness. So that was worth two points. So you've got one, two, three, four, five points available so far. So here, last question for this round. Number four, the bed jacket that Aunt B got for her birthday was purchased at what Mayberry store? The bed jacket that Aunt B got for her birthday was purchased at what Mayberry store? <laughs> uh, again, thank you to Paul Mulick for these great questions and answers. Thank you, Paul. Andy wanted to have a party. Oh, no, that's next. Oh, I almost gave you an answer. No, I already highlighted that one. Aunt B's bed jacket, she got the one she got for her birthday, was purchased at what Mayberry store? I've highlighted the next question. 
<laughs> All right, so the answer is, and I guess I'll give it to you if you just say Lucan's, but the answer is really Miss Lucan's Style Shop. Miss Lucan's Style Shop. There's your answer. All right, guys, so there were four questions, but you had uh, six possible answers. So how did you do? Did you get six points? How did you do? But I'll give it to you if you got Lucan's. But it's Miss Lucan's Style Shop is the actual name of the store. All right. So how did you do, guys? How did you do? That, that's pretty fun. These are good. Thanks again to Paul Mulek for the questions and answers. Uh, great job, Paul, as always. Paul is one of our trivia champions from Mayberry Days. Uh, he, is, he is also the person who sold me the Mayberry squad car that I owned. So I have a Mayberry squad car of my very own. It's, it's in the shop right this moment, but I have one. <laughs> so folks, that is all I've got for you tonight. Folks in our chat room are saying they got five out of six, got five, four out of six. Uh, pretty good. Good job, chat room. Great job. So that is all I have for you this episode. So I want to thank you for being here. It is always great to spend time here in Mayberry with you. I would love to hear from you. You can give me a call at 888-684-8415. You can email me at floyd at imayberry.com or drop by over at twochairsnowaiting.com. All that information is there. So if you forget it, go there. You're good to go. Guys, again, thanks for spending time with me and talking about the Andy Griffith Show with me. And uh, it's always so fun for me. Lifts my spirits. I hope it lifts yours. Thank you for all the super nice comments I get. Uh, I do appreciate them, and I do read them. And I even read the bad ones. But uh, there's way more good than bad. Thanks again, everybody, and have a great Mayberry week. And we'll see you next time.